welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today is going to be a great show. It is called Wanna Be a Star? Here's Hollywood's Fast Lane, the publicity lab. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, no, you don't have what it takes to be a star. Today's guest, uh, Darice Fisher, says everybody has star power. Everybody has a story to share. Everybody has life experience. But not everybody thinks that me thinks that it means that they should be on TV. Well, today's guest says, think again. And uh, she says, from soccer moms to CEOs, using TV appearances to elevate everything you do. And let me tell you a little bit about Doris before we start, before I start asking her all kinds of questions. Um, Doris Fisher is a 20 plus year publicity veteran. Her superpower is helping people get TV publicity. Uh, She also helps people with public speaking careers, print media, online media, book publishing, video production, all of these cool things. And she's going to tell you today as well about a thing that she created, which is pretty amazing, called the Publicity Lab. It's not like um, typical publicists. This is something really special. So she'll be telling you about that, too. Now, Doris works on both sides of the camera. She works with producers as well. And she's the co-author of the upcoming book series called A Producer and a Publicist Walk into a Bar. I love that. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Doris. Hi, nice to be here. (laughs) Well, yes, of course, um, I would like to know, everybody would like to know, I I always ask this of my guests because, you know, as a psychiatrist, I always want to know how they got to be where they are today. Uh, What drove them, basically? What drove them? Like, what did your parents do to you? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) That made you end up to where you are today. It is a great question. I love telling this story. So I haven't always been a publicist. Um, I started my business 21 years ago. And at the time, I was leaving a career as an event producer, um, and the plan was to open up a company that was an event production company, but, um, you know, fate had other ideas for me, I guess. So right before I opened my business, I had been very involved in local politics in the South Bay, um, an area just south of LAX uh, in Los Angeles, and so I had I had been volunteering and helping my friends get elected, basically, to local city councils and things like that. Um, so I had worked a lot with the media, m- mostly for my political campaigns, but even prior to that a little bit with, as an event producer. Um, but it certainly wasn't the thing that I thought I was going to be spending the next 20 years doing. And um, so I started my business and... Immediately, I, ha- I had an event that I was promoting, and um, I was placing ads everywhere. I was placing ads in very specific media outlets because I was trying to reach a very specific kind of audience. And 
the ads weren't working. Um, I, you know, I had full page ads, half page ads. I had them running at very expensive rates. I still remember I was spending $1,400 a day um, running ads. Uh, and these were newspaper ads too. At the, that's, you know, that's. And this was 21 years ago. Too. And it was 21 years ago. <laughs> and so, um, but they weren't working. So I decided to use my media contacts that I'd already established through politics and other things to get media attention for this event. And from the beginning, it was, uh, and maybe this is just the way my brain works, but it made sense to me to do part of the reporter's jobs for them, to do the job for them and give them what they need to do their job so that I could get the media coverage that I wanted for this event. And I did it and it blew up in the media um, and my event sold out. What was the event? What's that? What was the event? (laughs) It was a creative event. It was an interactive event in the world of event production. I had, it was an, it was now, I guess you would call it an immersive event. Um, But at the time people weren't doing this sort of thing. I had brides and grooms, learning about how to plan their weddings by taking them around in limousines to different locations, teaching them along the way what kinds of questions you should be asking. If you're planning a wedding, you need to ask these questions like, what does it cost to have a bar? What's your, you know, how many tables fit in this space or whatever. Um, and then I did a little matchmaking And I I paired up these people with vendors who they might want to hire for their specific weddings with their specific needs. So um, it was fun. It was. was That's a fabulous idea. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have a few other things on your plate right now, but um, but that's a fabulous idea. And then what happened? You know, it blew up, and then. People realized, they looked at the media attention I was getting for this thing, and they wanted to know how I got it. And then they started hiring me to do the same thing for them. And, you know, it's not just famous book authors or celebrities or movie stars who can use TV publicity. Your local Girl Scout troop can use it to boost sales, to sell cookies. You know, you um, or anybody in small business should be thinking about how to get TV exposure. And you know this, you're, you're a veteran TV media personality. You know um, the value. But I think getting the word out about how people can use this, anybody, um, is, uh, is, is what I'm all about right now. Well, the, that, what a great story. <laughs> really a great story. Well, so, um, oh, there's so much to ask you. I'm not really, well, first of all, um, you, you I, I want to mention some of the shows that you are working with the Kelly Clarkson show, Dr. Phil's upcoming new show, uh, mm-hmm. reality shows, morning shows, news programs, docuseries, and reality TV. Why don't you tell us about some of your experiences with these things? Okay. So, you know, so then people started hiring me to get media attention. Um, And the more years I spent 
in the world of getting publicity for people, getting immediate publicity, um, the more I started working with non-scripted television shows like the daytime talk shows that you just mentioned, <clears throat> and I've worked with all of them, um, you know, all of them, <laughs> from Oprah to the shows you don't remember, like the Megan Mullally show, or the, you know, um, Ricky Lake's comeback oh, show right. a few Ricky years Lake. back, right? Um, so it just turned out that I'm really good at this one little thing in television. I'm good at creating, excuse my voice, I'm talking so much. I am really good at creating television show segments for those kinds of shows. There's so many things I'm not good at, (laughs) Carol, and it's such a weird thing a weird thing to discover, but it, it really comes down to that same mindset. I think about what do they need? What does a producer need from me to make their job easier to make TV? What can I do ahead of time and give it to them already packaged, already done. Their work is already done. So when they see it immediately, not only do they like, the idea for the topic or, um, you know, whatever things that I might say, but I've also done some of the job for them. Yes. So that means, you know, there are things that you have that go into producing a television show segment that are behind the scenes. You know, it might be in my case, sometimes I will find what we call a personal story. So Carol, you've done a lot of these shows where you have, um, you're on a talk show, they bring you in because, you're a psychiatrist and you can speak to the psychology of something um, or the biology of something, but um, there's also the personal story, right? So like, um, you know, I know you do a lot of true kind too. So like, there's like, there's a story and then you, they bring you in to apply your expertise to the personal story. Well, in order to get that personal story, there's a lot of work that happens, um, especially in daytime talk. So, um, you know, it's one thing for me to have a great idea to pitch uh, a TV show about a, a good idea for a show segment. But if that means that they then have to go find out, let's say I'm doing, um, I'm pitching a client who's an infidelity expert, right? She's a psychotherapist who, or a couples counselor who specializes in infidelity. They might love the idea, but now they have to go find a couple that's struggling with infidelity. Right, right. So what I do is I go find them for them. Uh-huh. And I figure all of that out, or at the very least, I will find find the potential people. Um, and there are little things that you can do. It's the way you create your pitch when you're pitching yourself to be a guest. Um, you can do things in such a way that takes a few things off of their their plate as producers and um i just had a little knack for that and who doesn't like their job being made easier so then producers started coming to me knowing that that's what they could expect Uh uh and then all these relationships were built and born and um and uh you know i started working with them behind the scenes there's several who i joke about you know, they need to put me on payroll someday at the mm-hmm. show or whatever, because, yeah. but I 
kid because really it's my clients who um, come to me and I do the work for them um, uh, or now through the publicity lab, which we'll talk about later. But um, that's uh, that's what it that's really what it comes down to is doing the work for them and giving them what they need. And a key factor is people don't realize how much it takes to put together like a talk show or um, any kind of uh, any of these shows. Um, So they are always in panic mode, usually in panic mode, you know, trying to get something done, get something together, put a whole show together. um, And there's all this, these time deadlines and so on. So if some, I mean, if it's a choice, for example, between one guest who has somebody putting the whole segment together versus another guest who may be just as smart or has, you know, just as have, have just as good things to say, but, you know, they're just them, not with the whole segment. You know, mm-hmm. that obviously they're going to be appreciative of what you do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So h- how can people, what about people who say, uh, like you, you mentioned, talk about soccer moms, you know, for example, or Girl Scouts or mm-hmm. uh, uh, or some somebody with a charity. Um, how can people who do these good, you know, they're do-gooders, um, realize that they can... You know, most people would be too scared to think about getting on TV. How do you convince them that, yes, this would be useful and you could be you could be trained to be good and all of that? I think the first thing in those situations is for me is to understand that you're an expert. You are an expert, even if you don't think you're an expert. And the way I like to explain that is that. If you have experience, you can swap out that word expert. You can swap it out with, I am a person with experience. Mm-hmm. And if if you can, if you know that, if you know that you've had experience selling Girl Scout cookies or, um, or uh, coaching a soccer team or, um, you know, helping your local, uh, your local, uh, nonprofit raise money at the Christmas tree lot this year. Like your experience in those things makes you an expert. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's the biggest hurdle. People don't think of them think of themselves as an expert when it really comes down to having experience that puts you in a position to have information to share. Mm-hmm. So if you can share information about something that puts you in the, in the expert seat. Um, you're the, the deliverer of information. And information that you think, you know, a lot of people don't realize they might even think that they have some information, but they don't realize how helpful their information would be to other people. Um, you know, like think about all the people out there who, whose life you could change by sharing whatever it is that you might think is just a little nothing, but you know, could change somebody's life. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was actually, I was thinking about this the other day, just in general, that we don't realize how much impact we have on the world. Now imagine taking what you're doing and that's impacting your community. Imagine taking that next level where that information is now maybe inspiring somebody in, in, you know, in the next city over or the next county over to do the same sort of thing that you're doing. 
Yeah. So it's, um, uh, yeah, if you think you're doing something good or you're passionate about something, if there's something you care about, you should be thinking about getting that message out in the media. Okay. Well, maybe in the next segment, we can talk about um, how people, what you do with people who, maybe somebody's listening and they think, yeah, um, I want to raise funds for my, you know, uh, um, charity or, you know, the, uh, like you said, <laughs> this is a good time, just the Christmas trees, selling Christmas trees, Girl Cow cookies, whatever you're selling, selling a book, same thing like an author with a book, you know, whatever you're selling, or even if it's just you're selling ideas, mm-hmm. like selling the idea of how people can, um, I don't know, I mean, there's a myriad of things, but um and people think, oh, well, everybody must know that already. But really, really, they don't. And they could be listening or watching, you know, just that moment when you're talking about something. And that will, they'll, I mean, that's how things work, that um, and people just kind of grab onto that. So in the next segment, maybe we can talk about, um, like, if someone's thinking, yes, oh, maybe I could do that. Um, what you would do with them, like how you would help them to decide if really they I mean, does everybody, not everybody works on television. I mean, you know what I mean? Not, yeah. What, what um, talents or attributes or, you know, do you need and do they have it? How do you determine for people if, if really they can do this? Uh, And then what you would do, what you have been doing. All right. Well, we are now having to take a break. Um, My guest is Doreese Fisher. She is, um, (laughs) It's not, I was going to say, a publicist extraordinaire. That is true. But beyond publicity, that's what you should be calling what you do. Beyond publicity. So we're going to go beyond in the next segment. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about Want to Be a Star? Here's Hollywood's Fast Lane, the publicity lab, and it's, it was created by and run by Doris Fisher, the guest today, fabulous guest. Um, you know, we were talking before, during the break and, um, this, if, if you're thinking, you know, you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, maybe I'd like to be on TV. Maybe I could do something. And you ring Therese up or you, or you contact her online or whatever she's going to give out at the end. Um, she's going to tell you, she, you know, she has, you might think that, oh, a publicist, yes, I know what they are, but they're very expensive. I've heard some people pay up to $10,000 a month for a publicist. The funny part, and I, I can tell you all about publicists, but I'm not going to right now. But the funny part is that the $10,000 a month publicists are not necessarily the the best publicists. In fact, it sometimes works quite the opposite. Um, anyhow, I will let you take it away, Darice, to someone's calling. Hi, I, you know what? I just heard you and I think I, I want to do this. I want to be on TV. What would you say? Fabulous. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea. And um, we're not going to do it today. We're not, you're not going to go on TV right now because there is a, a process for preparing. And it's not just preparing to be on camera. It's preparing all of the communication. And this really is all about communicating. It's how you're going to communicate with the producers who you want to put you, book you on the shows. It's about communicating with the audience who watches you when you're on the shows. And then it's about how you're going to take what you did on the show and turn that into its own communication after and make sure you're leveraging that. So um, learning all of those types of communication, it takes some time. Now, you know, um, uh, you know, in addition to what you just said about most people not being able to or wanting to hire a $10,000 a month publicist, the publicist also doesn't have time to teach you all of the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And it is the reason that I created the publicity lab, um, which is an online space for people to learn how to do this themselves at their own pace, on their own budget. Um, it's like a little private online school where I teach people how to do the stuff that I've done for the last 20 years, how they can do it themselves with very little investment, very, very little investment. Um, but a lot of mindfulness and, um, of course some time. So, um, uh, that would be if someone walked up to me right now, I would say, great, let's get you in to the publicity lab. And then we'd figure out what they want. What is the big goal? Um, okay. You want to sell the girl, girl scout cookies, but why do you want to sell girl? What's so great about the girl scouts? Why is this important? Why is it important to you? Why is it important to the community? And then we just find out what all those answers are. And that ends up at, you know, over time, um, it those become the topics that they would then talk about on TV. 
Yes. Uh-huh. And, and yes, and you're kind of um, going towards something that people have to be, the only people who are successful in television are the people, th this kind of television, you know, we're not talking about being an actress or whatever, but um, are the people who are authentic, who really have a passion for whatever it is, you know, from Girl Scout cookies to a book, to a lawyer getting more clients, whatever your thing is, but you have to be passionate about it and come from a really good place. Mm-hmm. So much, you know, I, I've been, um, I've done a, a lot of events with producers. I've sat on panels with producers. I've had been in a lot of environments where I've listened to producers answering the question given to them when they're, when they are asked, what are you looking for in a guest? They across the board passion is something that you will hear from them. I mean, that, that is something that um, is really important. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, the authenticity, of course, is really important. Um, it's especially important if you're working with me because, mm -hmm. um, you know, the people who I work with are, are kind, compassionate people who I want to feel good about teaching. I want to feel good about helping them get to where they want to go. Uh -huh. And so the people who I work with are doing good things in the world. Um, and it could be, you might not even think it like, what is your local tanning salon doing for the world? Well, the local tanning salon is helping people feel good about how they look and it's making them, you know, feel confident. They're enjoying that, you know, that, that summer dress that they're wearing. There's like um, good things come from, unexpected places sometimes places that you don't realize um so i like to think that the people who are with me at the publicity lab or who um who have my clients people who i've known for a long time and have watched do amazing things on tv like you <laughs> um you yes, know I, I i owe um i was just looking do you know i was just looking in in my emails for you because i wanted to write you another email and I was looking down the row and I saw we were in, we knew each other. You were my publicist in, um, in 2008 and 2009. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I owe a um, significant part of my journey to you. Aw, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And that's, amazing. and that's how I like to feel like I get to contribute to the world is through people like you. And then, and, and then of course, and then, of course, I came back. Let's not let's. Uh, out. <laughs> yes, for, uh, one of your one of your I don't even know what to call it for one of your um, seminars or la I don't know if that yeah, was we've got you speaking at one of our events. As and, well, and this coming up. Yes, we're going to talk about that in, yeah. in the third segment. We'll talk about what's coming up. Um, but OK, so with this lab, you're teaching, every, you know, do do I do it yourself? OK, um, now one would think. Isn't that taking away your clients? Like, um, you know, isn't that competing with yourself? If they all learn how to do it themselves, what do they need you for? That's the hope. That's why people like you get, get so strong. That, because the, the hope is that at some point, the shows start coming to you, like they do with you and, and other clients of mine who, you know, like when you want that to happen, the, the, the relationship um changes that's all so you know if you've got something up you know like you or others 
they come to me and say, look, I've got this, this uh, book deal coming up. Uh, I need to, you know, hustle. And do you know anybody over at Drew Barrymore right now? Or, you know, do you know who should I be pitching over here? Like, you know, or can you help me prep these? Uh, can you help me prep these sound bites for this thing? I just got booked to do this thing tomorrow. I I would like a little prep. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it. that's a good thing. That means that I've done my job. Uh-huh. Um and nobody goes away permanently, but I, I, that's where we want people to go. I guess when anybody, when you're teaching anything, you want people to learn and, you know, find their own way, win for their wings. Right. So, um, and come back from time to time and, yeah. So do you have, um, clients who don't necessarily go through the, um, publicity lab, but who just want to hire you to be their publicist? Yes, but I do I do not take those anymore. Um, when I started the publicity lab, and what you're talking about is like a retainer um, where someone pays you that $10,000 a month and then you go and represent them. Right. Um, I, uh, I don't do that anymore. I decided that I could help more people by doing it through the publicity lab than the small handful of people who would be retaining me to to be in the trenches for them because it is time consuming. There's a lot of work, a lot of, it's a lot of time and there's only one of me. So um, I, I, I stopped doing that and started the publicity lab so that I could teach more people at the same time that I could create content that they could use to, um, to learn this stuff, even without interacting with me. So um that was the that's that was the whole point. So, sorry guys, can't. Hire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very interesting. So basically, if people belong to like, do you charge a membership for the to belong to the to mm-hmm. the publicity lab, and then you get access to all of your all of yeah. the classes and things in the publicity lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, but then, if people need like what you were just talking about. If people want you to want to practice their talking points or something like that, then you do individual work with them and that's an additional cost. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of baked into um, really all of the membership levels, even the like the most affordable ones, because I do spend time on group sessions at every level, every, you know, uh, three times a month. So if someone need some some support in that way they can do that on those calls or uh-huh. um they're you know higher you know higher levels of membership where that's included in the membership where they get time with me and uh-huh. we work together so but it's always a working together it's never just me doing the work for them um but yeah there there are levels of membership where i spend more time working with them on their projects on their you know their goals this is really amazing. Um, but like, okay, so let's say regardless of the level, um, someone feels that they're ready at some point and they, and you've given them, I, I presume you give them some, do you give them, or depending upon the level, I guess, you give them some producers' names, for example? Like yeah, so, well, they'll meet, the, not just their names, they're going to meet some of these producers during the course of their year it's a year-long 
uh, membership. It's a year-long commitment. So working, you know, signing up at the publicity lab is a year-long commitment. So yes, they will learn who they are and how to contact them, but they'll also be meeting some of them. Um, we, we, we have producers coming in and doing guest talks with us on some of our group calls. Um, two of the package actually includes one-on-one training with an Emmy award winning, mm-hmm. uh, non-scripted television producer. Well, that's exciting. And so I guess that the producer after the year of the lab, um, do producers, take their calls i mean as a publicist it's not just it's not just you're being very um um you're not giving yourself enough credit (laughs) in that um it's not just i mean of course the big part of what you do the producing part um for the segment is like the big uh your big calling card but also it's the relationships so somebody could um figure out or find out from your lab how to do it. But the key also is, um, will the producer take my call? Well, they take your call because they know who you are and and they have experience with you. But would they take Joe Schmo's call? Well, that's also baked in because all of the producers who I work with, they all know about the publicity lab. Mm -hmm. So if there's even the smallest mention that you're coming from the publicity lab, they know that you are going to deliver really good show uh-huh. segment pitches, that you are going to give them, a ba- it comes back again, you're going to give them what they need to do their jobs. They know you've been trained to do things following the protocols that I have, following my techniques. So they're already familiar with me and the way I do things. They know that people coming out of the publicity lab are going to do things the same way. So they will love to take their calls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Do you want to do you want to give an example? I don't know how you <laughs> like as a psychiatrist, I can't necessarily reveal names of who's been in therapy with me. But um, would you like to close this segment with a story of um of, of, or you don't have to give their name, give a first name or something, uh, some sure. success stories. Sure. Well, we're coming up on one year as the publicity lab. And almost a year ago, we had um, one of our first members, and I'll give you his name. He'll be glad to, uh, yeah. for me to give you his name. His name is Guy Morris, uh, like Morris the cat. And his first name is Guy, G-U-Y. Um, he is an... Uh, an artificial intelligence expert. Oh my God. (laughs) And he signed up uh, almost a year ago. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's almost exactly a year. Um, And uh, didn't know anything about any of this stuff. He just knew that he wanted to get publicity for his books that are already self-published. He doesn't have any books. He doesn't have any book deals yet. And that's actually another conversation at some point how to get book deals but um he self-published and he knew he wanted to get media publicity for his books so he joined the publicity lab and he did all the things and he didn't even join at the very highest level um but he showed up he did the work because it's lessons he took the lessons he did the homework he did the work he showed up for the group calls uh he took advantage 
of the time that uh, was uh, with me that was included in his membership. Um, he just did everything. Um, and he was probably about six months in when he had all the stuff in place. And when I say all this stuff, what I'm talking about are five things. You really need five things to uh, get booked on TV. You need. You know what? Oh, Let's stop oh we're almost there. done. I'm sorry. sorry. We're almost done. Okay. This is a perfect cliffhanger. <laughs> a cliffhanger. What happened to Guy? No, and the five things that you need. So let's stop okay. here so that people will be sure to tune in or okay. stay tuned, really, for the next segment. Again, my guest is Doris Fisher. As you can tell, she is uh, amazing. And you're, we're talking today about Want to Be a Star? Here's Hollywood's Fast Lane, the publicity lab. So stay tuned. You'll find out the five things you need before you can begin to get on TV. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about or asking you, want to be a star? Here's Hollywood's Fast Lane, the Publicity Lab, and the creator and head of the Publicity Lab, is my guest, Doris Fisher. She is a 20 plus year publicity veteran. You've been hearing about all the amazing things she's doing. It's so interesting how your career has evolved, you know, until this, now the publicity lab. I mean, amazing. Okay, so before the break, (laughs) you were going to tell us about five things 
um, people need or need to do to get on TV. And also what Guy um, was able, one of the people who, one of the first people to join your publicity lab was able to create for himself. So we're all waiting with bated breath. (laughs) So there are five things that you need to get booked on television as a guest. Um, You need a good collection of show segment pitches, which is really uh, the very first lesson that you learn at the publicity lab. We we really, really um, uh, talk about that a lot. What an, what an effective show segment pitch is. So that's the first thing, um, a show segment pitch, a good collection of them. Um, you need an effective press kit. Um, and a press kit should communicate what you're going to do, not what you've already done. Um, and of course, we have lessons uh, all about that. And, a, and an effective video specifically for this per for the purpose of getting booked on tv and that's something that's different than um a sizzle reel for a show idea or um, a profile reel for your business or videos that you might have already on your website it needs to be produced in a way that is very specific to who's going to be watching it which is the producers who you're going to be sending it to. You don't need to think about anything else. So that's a, that takes, uh, that's also uh, a big piece of what we teach at the publicity lab. And then the fourth thing is building your list of contacts. And of course, um, publicity lab members, they meet people along the way, but there are things that you can do to build a list that is, good for what you want in the long run and the kinds of things that you want to get the word out about. And so you want to be strategic in how you're building that list. And you don't have to know a million producers to build that list. And that's another thing we teach is how to find these producers, how to find their cell phone numbers, how to find their the appropriate, num- the appropriate numbers for pitching them. Um, the inappropriate ways of pitching them and how to build a list that's going to work for you and your ultimate goal. And then the fifth thing is having an effective plan for the actual media outreach. So you need a plan for how you're going to communicate with these producers once you have all their contact information and how you're going to keep the conversations going, how you're going to do follow-up. So it's a real communications plan with, you know, instead of just throwing a bunch of emails out there and just hoping you get booked. So those are the five things. And it doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter. Um, If you know how to deliver well on camera, which is another part of what we teach, um, and it comes with the territory, if you have produced you're not going to produce a good demo reel without becoming a good on-camera person. That's part of the process. So um, yeah, those are, that's, those are the five steps. Do you ever tell anyone, let's say you work with them and work with them, but they're kind of hopeless as far as um, you don't, you don't think that they would make a good guest like um, 
I, let's say they, they're very super low energy, for example. Um, it's a little hard to get, I mean, you can work on it, but do you ever tell anybody, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't think that this is going to work for you? No, but I, I've, but I know what you're asking. So there are people who are just not built for TV. Um, and I have experienced that. Um, and it just means that they're going to have to spend more time practicing. They're going to have to spend more time, um, really focusing on addressing that. Nobody's hopeless for that. Um, but with that said, if I'm working with somebody who um, really struggles to deliver well on camera, we don't we don't just work on fixing that. We rearrange where our priorities are with media relations. So um, I have I'm going to think of, I have one person specifically in mind right now um, who just was not delivering well on camera. We were really, really, really struggling with him in that piece. However, he did really well on podcasts. Hmm. Um, and so well, so much so, we ended up developing a podcast for him. So that was something that he could still be doing to get the word out while we were addressing the on-camera issues um, because a lot of these things go on hand in hand, even though my focus is always TV. Um, there's other places, uh, other parts of your platform that you should be thinking about, other ways to get the word out, to get your message out, whether it's podcasts or public speaking or television or radio or print or online media outlets. Um, so that happens. Um, so we just rearrange the plan a little bit, but, um, and I have, I have, I have people, I'll actually want another one person in mind who's been with me for a long time. Um, but it's taking a really long time for this person to learn and they completely expect that they know that, um, but they're so persistent and they are now, after working really hard for a year and a half, getting the press kit, kit piece done, where someone else might be able to get that done in three months. Mm -hmm. um, it's, again, it was about showing up, showing up at the group call, you know, showing up to learn and carving out just a little bit of time every week to work on that press kit. And uh, now they're they're done. Um, it took longer. Yeah. Um, but you know, nobody's hopeless. Nobody's hopeless for this. And tell us about Guy. Guy, right. I started talking. So Guy, uh, our AI expert joined the publicity lab last year because he wanted to get publicity for his self-published books. And so uh, he signed at like a mid-level uh, membership and again, showed up with, showed up to the, all of the group calls, took advantage of what was included in his, um, in his membership for learning because it's a learning space. This is a do-it-yourself learning space with a little bit of connections thrown in. So 
during the course of the year? Yes. Has he has met some television producers? He has had some resources available to him because that's part of what we do. Um, but most importantly, he did the work and got his press kit, got his collection of show pitches together, got show segment pitches, has got his press kit done, uh, got his video done. Um, he's got a really robust media list and he's already in the process of, he's already communicating with producers right now who are interested in having them, having him on their shows. So mm -hmm. right now, one of the biggest talks is with, um, uh, the, the a producer from the upcoming Dr. Phil show, which the, I guess you can consider this kind of exclusive, um, I um, the Dr. Phil show started taping uh, about a week and a half ago, or not taping, they started working. They went to the new, the new offices in Texas. Uh, yeah. There's going to be what we've been calling Dr. Phil 2.0 coming out next year. Yeah. Um, so they're already looking at him. Um, and then of course, you know, um, I've got, he's got at least, I would say 30 producers looking at him considering him as well, AI is the big topic now mm -hmm. than it was a year ago even right. so um so this is good timing well that's mm -hmm. great that's a great example of how you know if somebody just puts in the work and tries to that i want you to clarify a press kit used to be um it, it, well i maybe you're um i remember i had a shocking pink press kit with uh well all kinds of things in it and and so it was a folder, you know, of um, that you put all kinds of you from a DVD to a you know to articles that you were quoted in to all kinds of things like that. But now today, are people still doing that, or is it an online press kit? So you always want to have what we call an EPK, which is an electronic press kit. It's a digital version of your press kit. But with that said, nobody's doing the hard copies anymore. So that's exactly why I do them. Um, I do both. No, I, no. And I teach people how to do both. And it's not that hard. Um, so uh, I don't do that. I do, I, I do them in a different format. I don't really do the folder with a bunch of stuff in it. Um, I, you know, print it up like a magazine so that it's almost um, fun for a producer to look through it like mm -hmm. they would look through a physical magazine. Um, and I'll tell you, because, you know, people would pitch me all the time, like way back, like um, wanting to get on my roster. And again, back then, I could only take so many because there's only one of me. So um, uh, I was on the receiving end of a lot of those things, um, those kinds of folders. And, you know, back then it was DVDs and people, you know, um, um, and back then it was overwhelming and it was always like, oh, this I've got this huge stack of press kits over here that I have to go through and that people would send me. And um, it was not fun. You know, I mean, they could be fun, but it was like a chore. Now, when someone sends me a physical press kit, oh, it's like Christmas. I get excited um, because it's different now. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. unusual. Um and then I and then I have people do their press kits so that they're that I have them do them like a like a magazine because they 
are easy for producers to, you know, stick into um, a file cabinet or a drawer or something. Um, <laughs> right. So they're not falling apart. Things aren't coming out. They're not like, uh -huh. um, like the so. yeah. Well, you know, I just saw the time, like we got, I got carried away You're talking about, <laughs> listening to you talking about all this interesting stuff. Um, I want to make sure you have a few minutes left actually to, um, to talk about the event that's coming up this weekend. Oh, yes. So what I've done for this weekend, I've created an event called the Publicity Lab Symposium, where I have rounded up 20 television producers from all of the shows that I work with um, uh, in daytime, in reality, in uh, news media. I've rounded up a bunch of them who are going to be looking for their next guest expert for their show. So we've got people from all different kinds of shows. I think you mentioned Kel Kelly Clarkson and Dr. Phil, but it's, it's across the board. Uh, and they're going to be there looking for guest experts. I'm going to be there uh, uh, teaching people how to do things. Um, and then we have a special celebrity guest, uh, celebrity talk show host, Debbie Montanopoulos is going to be doing some fun stuff with us, um, on the third day. It's a three day event and, uh, it starts this Friday. Um, and if your listeners want to hear more about it, um, uh, they can find us on our website, the publicity lab symposium.com. Yes, again, that's the publicity lab symposium.com. You'll see all the producers, all the events. I am excited to be um, doing something at the event. I'm going to be on the first day, I'm going to be talking about my road, um, why I wanted to get into television, how I did it, something like that, and how you can too. And then on the last day, I'm really looking forward to this doing the do's and don'ts, being a <laughs> what a, a talk show host, what a talk show guest should not do, and then what a talk show guest should do. Yeah. And there's all kinds of people t teaching all kinds of things. It's like it's like a um, like an immersion. What do you call that? You know, when you when you get a, a really uh, head start in three days, um, you know, and then of course you're going to want to join. <laughs> You're going to want to join Teresa's um, publicity lab after that, after you get a taste of it and what the possibilities are and so on. But um, so again, I repeat the, um, the website address again. The publicity symposium.com. Okay. The publicity, publicity, the publicity symposium.com. Well, Doris, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure you've really gotten people thinking, you know, oh, maybe I could do that. Um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to the event this weekend. And thank you so much. You were a great guest, of course. Of course. <laughs> thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.